What's good, y'all? Welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. I'm your host for today, Simon Voyanos, a.k.a. Coach V. And today on this episode, episode 120, I am going to continue our best of the rest series, which basically is what uh, we're calling this, where we break down the film of all the players that just barely missed out on our top five seniors list here in the state of Colorado. And so on this episode, I'm going to break down the film of six different quarterbacks here in Colorado who, you know, they they did their thing, right? Uh, But unfortunately, they just barely missed out on our top top five list and so I'm gonna break down their film talk about you know what we saw what we felt like they could do better and then their outlook moving forward for each of these athletes here also by the way I guess I should also say that these are class of 2022 quarterbacks just in case anybody is going back in time and listening to them so all these players are class of 2022 quarterbacks but without further ado let's go ahead and get into it let me talk about the 6'2", 191-pound quarterback from Thunder Ridge High School in Seth Frazier. On the year, he threw for 1,702 passing yards, 28 touchdowns, only 8 interceptions, and then also rushed for 800 29 rushing yards also had a completion percentage of around 60 percent and then has a 3.86 gpa now here's a couple of the things i really like about seth frazier and by the way just so that you know you the listeners know we use a rubric rubric when evaluating these players so i'm gonna talk about 10 different categories here and then basically give them a 1 through 10 rating and then i also talk about you know what those ratings represent and you know what they're equivalent to as i go on here but um i would say the strongest attribute for seth frazier here is probably his arm power and arm accuracy i think he's somebody who when he's setting his feet and he's throwing like he could put it on the money in a lot of different ways like in seven on sevens or practice he probably looks really really good like he's somebody that i feel like legitimately could make all the throws that you ask out of him because he is just that talented now look there's more to playing quarterback than you know having a good arm and being accurate by the way at his arm power i gave him a nine his arm accuracy i gave him an 8.5 a nine is about a four star maybe high three star type of quarterback um if you get a you know rating in that 8.5 to 9 uh area there and then um like that like I said, 8.5 for arm accuracy. That's about a three-star rating there. Um, a three-star quarterback uh, should have that type of accuracy. And so I am very firm on that. Now, the thing with Seth Frazier is that there are other things, believe it or not, to playing quarterback outside of just throwing the ball. Now, before I get into that, I do want to say that one of those things is uh, being mobile, right? Being a good scrambling running quarterback. And I think he's one of those guys who on the next level can be a threat. I gave him an 8.3. Uh, you saw on the year he had 829 rushing yards. So he's definitely somebody who could move. I think he's somebody who, you know, could break a lot of tackles here and there. But uh, really, once it gets out into open space, he is uh, definitely dangerous and could rip off a couple yards at a time here and be that kind of dual threat. You know, he doesn't do it all the time, but I feel like. Like he is somebody that definitely possesses that 
abilities. So there you go. Those are his three highest ratings there. Now, let me go ahead and talk about some areas of improvement here. Uh, the thing with Seth Frazier that I think he just really needs to improve is almost everything else outside of his scramble ability and then just his ability to throw the ball. Like, I know he has very good arm talent. I think there's no denying that. If you look at his highlight reel, man, uh, just straight up, like he makes some excellent throws, not just sitting in the pocket, but on the run as well. Like almost Patrick Mahomes-esque type of throws. But the thing with Seth Frazier that, like I said, he needs to work on is uh, mostly his mechanics. I think there are a lot of times where like his mechanics are kind of just all over the place. And I'm talking specifically lower body mechanics. Like he'll throw off his back foot or like he won't set his feet and throw. Or he's like hopping and throwing or he's like opting to throw on the run when he definitely doesn't need to do that. You know, like I just feel like his feet are like always moving. And that's not always a good thing because honestly, when it comes down to it and he's like moving and trying to make a throw... That does significantly take off some power uh, on his throws. And I think you see that kind of a lot. Um, I mean, look, it's natural for power to come off your throws when your feet aren't set. But you see that kind of a lot um, while looking at his film. Like, he's always, like, moving or doing something unnecessarily uh, instead of just setting and throwing right and keeping his feet on the ground and you know like not like having it in weird positions or throwing off platform or anything like that i feel like uh, there are times where he definitely gets a little bit you know out of control and just does a little not even a little bit a, a lot too much right where he really most of the time just needs to sit in the pocket and throw the ball and so I think that definitely affects his arm power in turn. That affects his accuracy because, you know, there are times where he's trying to go deep or he's trying to hit like a mid-range type of route and there's just not enough juice on it because he's doing too much, you know. And so I think if I'm Seth Frazier here, I would just really focus on footwork. Like just focus on getting your footwork down and like break the habit of like, I don't know, just trying to move all the time or throw off your back foot. Because uh, that's the other thing as well. I think something he really needs to work on as well as his pocket movement. I think there are times where he would rather just roll out right or left or scramble straight up than step up in the pocket. Uh, kind of a nasty habit he does have is that rather than stepping up in the pocket, he would fade backwards. And there's a lot of reasons why that's not a good thing. Uh, I would say primarily um, it's not a good thing because if you keep fading backwards and, you know, you miss a defender or, like, you don't break a tackle or uh, the defender just barely gets to you, then that's a big sack, right? And that's not worth the big-time play that you're trying to go for um, most of the time here when you're trying to buy time so that you could end up throwing that ball. And so that's just a bad habit. I mean, you don't want to have 15 to 20 yard sacks. And honestly, when he fades back like that, that's all I'm seeing. Like most of the time I would say, well, okay, not most, I, I don't know about most of the time, but you know, at least looking at his film, you know, when I'm watching him, he's fading back and he eventually gets the ball out or he scrambles around and makes something happens. But I just feel like honestly, when it comes to pop movement um, personally I subtract points if you have that habit and a lot of the quarterbacks I'll talk about here do you know and so I think he just needs to get more discipline man like climb that pocket stop trying to roll out right or left like you know be efficient with your movement and whatnot you don't have to use all of your energy on every single play and so I would like to see him be a little bit more efficient there 
as well. And then uh, another thing that I feel like he does need to work on in, in general, you know, is just his decision-making skills. I think there are times where he definitely tries to force it uh, into... You know, into certain coverages where he's not supposed to. And, you know, there are times where he gets a little bit too greedy and whatnot. And so I just feel like he needs to, you know, just work on his decision making. Like, you don't need to go for a big play all the time. I think your job, well, not think, uh, I know, uh, your job as a quarterback is to put your offense in position slash opportunities to score whether it's you or somebody else and i think with seth frazier one of his biggest weaknesses is that you know he's trying to go for the big play you know that's why he's fading back in the pocket that's why he's scrambling out right or left you know he's trying to go for the big play instead of just hitting the check down and you know over at thunder ridge they have plenty of receivers who can make a lot of happen by just throwing them the check down and so i wish he would have done that a little bit more here because he could have got a lot of easy yardage especially on first and second down i think you know on those downs you can afford to kind of be a little bit safer and you don't need to force it into tough spots there um but like i said you know that's just my opinion with that overall seth frazier i think is a player that has a lot of arm talent i think that's undeniable and he's an athletic kid like he can move around and you know he's moving around at a good frame at 6 to 191 you like to see that but when it comes down to it, you look at the mechanics, you look at, you know, some of his de decision-making skills, like he's trying to force it down the field when he doesn't need to and stuff like that. And that kind of dings him, right? Little things matter, and they add up eventually. I think, like I said, in 7-on-7s seven sevens or non-contact practices... He looks good, you know, I mean, or throwing against no defenses. He probably looks good. He's probably putting it on the money. He's doing his thing. Now, the next step in that is just working on, you know, some of those little things in your mechanics, right? Working the pocket. Um, footwork is the biggest thing that I think he needs to work on. Once he gets that down, I think he could really take his uh, game to the next level and be throwing with more consistency, um just on a bunch of different routes especially on those deeper routes because like i said i think there are times where you know he's just not putting up much, as much power as he can on those lows and it's because of that lack of consistency in his lower body so that's what i want to see and then ultimately decision making i mean to play on the next level it's one thing to have all of the athletic gifts that's great it's another thing to have the IQ and situational awareness to know what your team's offense needs in certain situations, right? Because they'll be rolling out different base defenses and different coverages and schemes and all that. That's great, you know. And it, it also depends what the team is built like. You know, some teams are stronger defensively than others. But as a quarterback, I think you have to recognize that and adjust to that, right? Be a little bit more efficient in your play regardless. Because uh, you don't want too many turnovers. And obviously, that 3-1 to one ratio, that 3 touchdown to 1 interception ratio is ideal. That's what you. I think most quarterbacks should probably be aiming for if they want to be able to secure a job on the next level, no matter the level. So there you go there. Uh, my final rating for Seth Frazier is of 72.5 out of 100. That's about a C, uh, C minus just about. Now with that being said, let me go ahead and talk about outlook here. Uh, so Seth Frazier has not committed to a school for football yet as of February 27th. 2022 he does have two offers that i could find at least on his twitter from western colorado 
and it looks like UT, so University of Texas Permian Basin. That's in Odessa, Texas. I know where that is. And, you know, those aren't bad offers. I assume those are D2s. Uh, well, I know Western's a D2. And honestly, here's here's my advice if I were to give it to South Asia here. I think, personally, go the Juco route. You know, I think... Honestly, when it comes down to it, he will be able to outthrow a lot of quarterbacks, you know, in the country because I think he has that athleticism and that ability to do so. But going Juco is going to help him continue develop as a quarterback mentally, I would say. And that's something that, you know, could help him out a lot, you know, just recognizing different defenses and just getting more efficient. With Seth Frazier, I think, you know, he's a great talent, but he's just not as efficient as he possibly could be. You know, he could have been a lot more killer this year, in my opinion, if he paid a little bit more attention to some certain details here and there. And, you know, and took what the defense gave him and then knew when to do that and when to take deep shots down the field and make a big play. Right, and so I think if he goes Juco, you know, that gives him two more years to develop, and then I think you could get even better offers than some of these D2 offers. And you know, it's no offense to these D2 offers, but like I said, I think he is he has D1 potential, and I could see it. You know, I like the arm power, I like the accuracy, like he he's somebody who can make a lot of throws, you know, just straight up. But I think you know, you got to be more consistent. Uh, so footwork, work on that stuff so that you can be more consistent making those throws. And then you got to kind of get up to speed uh, IQ football wise uh, in that manner as a quarterback and just be a little bit more situational aware. If he could do those things, I believe Seth Frazier is a D1 quarterback, probably power five in my opinion. But for now, I think he's kind of a raw prospect. Um, not a bad one by any means, but definitely a raw prospect. Somebody that, you know, even if he was to walk on at a D1 or something like that, I would definitely recommend redshirting. And then he may be a one or two year starter, potentially. Uh, like I said, just depends how he develops. So, um, yeah, there you go. But we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break before we talk about a quarterback who actually committed to a D2 school. Coming up next. Alright, welcome back. Uh, up next, we're going to talk about Pine Creek's quarterback, Josiah, a.k.a. JoJo Roy, the 6'2", 180-pound quarterback on the year threw for 1,408 passing yards, 15 touchdowns, only four picks, and then ran the ball for 942 rushing yards and 18 rushing touchdowns. Now, uh, JoJo Roy almost made our top five list. He was literally right outside uh, for both me and Cody. You know, he was maybe a point, I want to say a point, off for both of us and so he was really close to making it and you know if you don't know the story of Jojo Roy I would recommend looking it up uh, this is a kid who came in playing receiver uh, going into high school and then switched over to quarterback you know and playing quarterback for Pine Creek it really helped him out and uh, I would say they used his athletic skill sets to the best of their ability the two years he did play now the first year he started was during a COVID year that was always a tough go pine creek had a down season uh this year his senior year was his second ever season playing quarterback he noticeably did pretty good as you can see here at the very least efficient but you know let me go ahead and talk
talk about the things that I really like about Jojo Roy here. Now, I would say his scramble ability definitely sets him apart from every quarterback in the state of Colorado. You know, no matter what we've ranked them at. I think he is high-key the best scrambling quarterback in the state of Colorado. I gave him a 9.3 out of 10. Uh, 9.3, that's in that 4-star, maybe 5-star range. Uh, mostly 4-star range. Uh, I just think he's somebody who's dangerous. I mean, you watch him get out into open field, and there's a reason Pine Creek ran him so much. I mean, he's dangerous. He's somebody that can make a lot of people miss and then go ahead and take it to the house right? He's a shifty. He has great top end speed. His acceleration is really good. I mean, he is somebody that could probably average a solid 50 to 100 rushing yards uh, a game on that next level in college, I would say right now. In high school, I mean, basically, uh, he's somebody that you could have counted on to get at least 100 rushing yards a game and multiple rushing touchdowns. He is a rushing threat. I would say for sure. He's definitely somebody that you gotta key in on and you can't let him get out of the open field or he's gonna make you pay, plain and simple. Now, another thing I really like about JoJo is that he's just a great athlete in general. His arm power, um, his natural arm power, I would say, is very good. I rated it a 9 out of 10. He's somebody that could zip it into some tight spots, you know, throw it downfield pretty effortlessly for the most part. And like I said, I mean, it's not like he's been playing quarterback for a long time, so his mechanics aren't quite there. They're not as smooth as you would, uh, you know, like it out of a senior quarterback in high school, but they're good enough, and I would say, like, his throw power is mostly arm power. Like, he's not engaging his, uh, you know, lower body and abs as much as he could, but just straight up, I mean, it's a flick of the wrist, and it could get there. And so those are things that I really like about JoJo here. Plus, I would say um, his pocket awareness, I gave it an 8.6, and his throw on the run ability, by the way, an 8.5. I think he's somebody that improvises really well. He senses pressure well, especially backside pressure, which I like a lot. And then, you know, when he's running, uh, like, you know, trying to throw on the run. I mean, obviously he has to throw it as a scrambler, so teams are taking him seriously there, but he could also kind of cut you up uh, while improvising and getting out of the pocket. And so I gave his throw on the run ability an 8.5. Now, let me talk about some things that I would like to see JoJo continue to work on. I think, you know, he's made some good strides. Uh, learning the quarterback position these last couple years here. And I want to see him continue to do that. I think he will. Uh, I think something that he definitely needs to learn and is one of his lowest rating, in my opinion, is just his timing on throws. And part of that is because Pine Creek doesn't throw the ball as much as they should, at least in my opinion. And so there is definitely probably a lack of experience throwing the ball in general. And so uh, I would say his timing on throws, I gave it, you know, it's not horrible. I gave it a six. That's about average to below average. You know, on bad days, it's definitely below average. On good days, it's about average. I think his timing on throws could definitely be better. That's just getting in reps as a passer and whatnot. I think he could do that. That's not extremely hard here. The other thing I kind of dinged him on the most here is his pocket movement. I look, he's he's a great scrambling quarterback. He's a great athlete. And with that, you know, something that a lot of athletic, like uber-athletic scrambling quarterbacks has, a fault of theirs is that, you know, they're always looking to run. 
right? They're always looking to either roll out or, you know, find a hole to run through and scramble. And I think with JoJo here, I'd like to see him be a little bit more patient. Like, you know, climb that pocket, be a good pocket passer, and then deliver the throw. Like I said, doesn't need to be a big-time throw. Um, you know, it could just be a check down or it could be like a medium type of throw. But I would like to see him be a little bit more patient here and just really climb that pocket and, you know, show that he can be a pass-first type of quarterback, uh, which I feel like would unlock a lot of opportunities in his game if he can be that type of quarterback. But for now, I did give him about a 5.8 uh, in pocket movement. That is uh, about average, slightly below average, not completely horrible there. Uh, so timing, like I said, he could continue to work on the pocket movement for sure. And then something that I feel like would definitely bring his game just to the next level, which is continuing to work on his mechanics. I think, you know, his upper body looks pretty good. Has a pretty fast release there. Lower body, footwork, you know, it could be improved at times. I think his base varies from really narrow to almost too wide. And so, uh, that's just consistency, right? You know, having an actual drop back, doing that type of stuff. And so, I'd like to see him continue to work on his footwork there. That way, he could get more juice on his throws. Because, like I said, I feel like a lot of his uh, throw power comes just from his arm he's just using his arm to kind of throw it forward and whatnot which isn't bad it's still pretty good but to maximize that you want to use your full body and there are times where he does use his full body and so uh, it just comes down to consistency now here, here's the thing about jojo though that i am slightly concerned about this is frame and size. I gave him a 7.6 even though he is listed at 62180. But part of that is because he did kind of, you know, struggle with some injury issues later in the season. And uh, I'm, I'm pretty sure it was some lower body ankle type of stuff. Now, I'm, I'm going to be a little critical here. Not of him, but of uh, the Pine Creek coaching staff. Because in my honest opinion, I think Pine Creek overran him. I think... Personally, there are plenty of times, not just late in the season, but at the beginning of the season where they called quarterback power way too much. And for those of you who don't know, quarterback power is basically, you know, quarterbacks in the shotgun, they get the snap, and then they run it straight up the middle. So right into the defensive linemen, linebackers, all that. Uh, you know, if a defense isn't paying attention, then you could catch them off guard, or, you know, you're just trying to get some short yardage, and that's what you're doing. You're using your quarterback as a battering, uh, sorry, as a battering ram. And I feel like, Pine Creek, a lot of the season, used JoJo Roy as a battering ram than as a quarterback. And that's where I'm going to get critical here because, uh, you know, just using your quarterback as a running type of guy, even though you have receivers who could catch it, I know, because, like, I know a lot of receivers on that team and running backs on the team who can't catch. But, you know, using your quarterback as a running back, basically, is just almost never a good idea. And in my opinion, you know, if uh, Pine Creek passed the ball more with JoJo, and uh, honestly, I feel like he could have thrown for at least 30 touchdowns this year. And if he threw for 30 touchdowns, in my honest opinion, I do think Pine Creek could have won state this year. But instead, they ran him a lot. And, you know, there are probably some injury issues here. You know, if you're uh, the coach on the next level uh, where he's going to be playing, you look at that and you're like... I don't know if I want to, you know, run him as much. 
because of what I saw and whatnot, and that kind of hurts him uh, in that aspect. Because honestly, there are some guys that you can just continue to run over and over again at quarterback, and they won't have injury issues. But JoJo, he definitely has a little bit of a, you know, a slight, like, slimmer type of build here. And so that definitely kind of, you know, it, it hurts him in, in a way. And so I'd like to see him get bigger there. Um, but also, I'm just saying, I think Pine Creek, you know, could have developed him as a better passer in general if they, you know, opted to not lean so heavily on his running ability. Because I think everyone knows he could run. That's great. But it would have also been great if he could throw for more touchdowns. And, uh, you know, or at least if not throw for more touchdowns, I mean, you know, you could at least use your receivers and have them get first downs and drive down the field. And then for all I care, you could run it when you're in the end zone. But, you know, they didn't do that. And I feel like there were a lot of times, like I said, where they would just use him as a battering ram over and over again. And that kind of stunts his uh, passing ability here. Now, I'm saying that. But regardless, JoJo has a lot of potential here. And a lot of it is because he is a great athlete. He's arguably one of the best athletes in the state of Colorado. Period. He could throw. You know, he has the arm power for it. He could run. Um, and, you know, he generally makes pretty solid decisions. I gave him a 7.5. I mean, it's not like he had the most complicated passing offense either, and so there are a lot of easy decisions, but for the most part, I do feel like Joe Roy played within his system, and that's all you could really hope for, uh, you know, when you have a quarterback that is being ran as much as he is, uh, you know, and so he was efficient when he could be. So, there you go. Now... Let's go ahead and talk out. Look here, JoJo, he did go ahead and commit to Western Colorado. Uh, in case you don't remember, our number one quarterback in the state of Colorado, our number one senior quarterback, Antoine A.J. Jackson, also committed to Western Colorado. Now, it looks like they are going to use him at quarterback, which I'm very, very happy for because I know there are probably some colleges out there that would have wanted it to, you know, use him as a, a receiver or as a wildcat a quarterback, you know, similar to how Pine Creek uses him. But I think JoJo is legitimately a quarterback here. Now, Look, uh, Western, I think they have uh, a quarterback over there, like an upperclassman for one more year. And after that, I mean, it's going to be a competition probably between JoJo and AJ and then whatever other quarterback they bring in. I'm sure they will bring in another quarterback here. Now, here's here's where, here's where it gets interesting, right? AJ Jackson, I think he's a great player. I think he's almost the exact opposite of Joe Girard. I think AJ, he has a very good mechanic, so you can tell he's been playing quarterback for a very long time and whatnot. Like, he's a good passer, right? He looks like a very, very pure good passer. But the thing is, he doesn't have some of that athleticism that you wish he did. JoJo, on the other hand, he has that athleticism, but maybe he's not as polished as an AJ Jackson. And so, going into college here, I'm just going to be real. I think JoJo Roy could legitimately push AJ for that starting quarterback spot because he's a better athlete. And honestly, better athletes do win you games if you coach them right and if you develop them right. And so, JoJo, he will have some time here. I, I would assume he's going to take, you know, a red shirt and then maybe sit even one more year and continue to learn here. But Honestly, I think uh, JoJo, he has a lot of potential, and I wouldn't be surprised if he does become the starting quarterback for Western Colorado. But that is a long journey for JoJo to get 
to that point where he is a starter. Honestly, I think he needs to continue to work on his mechanics, mostly his footwork. And then, as far as decision-making goes, I mean, he's going to have to learn a more complicated offense than what they ran over at Pine Creek. I think that's just how it's going to be. You know, I mean, it's going to be a college offense, right? And so, uh, for him, I'd like to see, honestly how, you know, he adapts to a new offense if he could learn it uh, fast enough and whatnot and make all the right reads. And I think the next level for JoJo is just becoming more of a pass-first quarterback. If he can do that combined with his athleticism, I mean, the sky's the limit, you know, honestly. Because uh, I do think he's just such a good athlete and he could get it figured out. Uh, so, so yeah. But there you go. That is JoJo Roy. Like I said, just barely missed our top five list. I had him personally rated at a 77.4. That's about a C plus, close to a two star, three star type of prospect there. I mean, a lot of it is just his athleticism, just being a, just a better athlete than most uh, people in in the country. If I'm being completely honest with you, and then you know showing that he can continue to grow as a quarterback. Uh, he's grown significantly, I would say, pretty much every year since he's taken over at quarterback. And so, I mean, it's going to be really interesting to see how he continues to develop there. So, best of luck to JoJo. Uh, I mean, we're going to be rooting for him, obviously. We'll, we'll be rooting for all Colorado guys. That's what we always say. But, you know, he's definitely a great story and uh, somebody who put in a lot of work and worked hard, man, and uh, got what he deserved, honestly. So, uh, so yeah. But coming up next, we're going to talk about another quarterback. Alright, welcome back to the Playmakers Corner Podcast. Up next, we're going to talk about the 6'2", 205-pound legend quarterback from Parker, Colorado. That's Colton Warner here on the season through for 2,414 passing yards, 25 passing touchdowns to 9 interceptions here now here are some of the things i really like about colton warner i would say when it comes to short and medium throws he's almost always on the money i mean he's very good at letting his playmakers work obviously over at legend he had some very good playmakers in jackson brush i believe he was our number one receiver brecken riser who was a receiver tight end type um he was our fifth rated tight end in the state of colorado and then also uh you have bryce vaz the number one rated running back according to us in the state of Colorado and so he had a lot of guys around him plus you could throw in Luke Sandy as well who did make one of our top five lists uh, for defensive linemen but was also a very good offensive lineman and so Colton Warner I mean in my opinion he does a, he did a very good job right getting the ball to his playmakers uh, like I said especially in those short and medium throws I mean he's just a very accurate and he puts it on the money when it's short and medium there uh, the accuracy I did give him was an 8.9 for that that is the highest rating that he has period in any category uh, because I, I like it a lot I mean he could fit into some tight spots and he does throw multiple routes as well you know he does master that uh, out route and those comeback routes as well he has some very very good timing on that another thing i do like about colton here is that you know he moves pretty well in the pocket and he's pretty aware you know i gave him an eight 
Um, I gave him an 8.8 in pocket awareness and an 8.2 in pocket movement. I mean, he's somebody that I would say isn't the most athletic, so he does have to stay in the pocket, but he does do a pretty solid job manipulating it and buying himself some time by just simply stepping up. You know, he doesn't have to roll out right or left. Like, he just steps up, and then he delivers the throw, right, to a playmaker, which is, honestly, all you could really ask for out of a quarterback that is surrounded by a lot of talent. Like, hey, just get the ball to your playmakers. You know, you don't have to do all this extra stuff. Just make the play, right? And so that's something that I really, really like about Colts and Warner here. I think that's part of his game, really just working those short and medium routes and then just stepping up in the pocket and kind of being your classic uh, pocket passer here, right? Which isn't a bad thing at all. But let me talk about some areas of improvements here. I mean, look, I already talked about his scramble ability. I mean, he's just not that mobile. And so this isn't like the biggest slide to him, but I did give him a four out of 10 just because, I mean, he's not going to average 50 rushing yards, you know, a game on the college level. He's just not. Even on the high school level, he didn't average that. Uh, so there you go. I mean, he's a pocket passer, right? And so that is not a bad Thing. So that four is probably his lowest rating, you know, as a scrambler there. Now, here, here's the thing that I really feel like held him back uh, this season. And that is just his accuracy and timing on deep throws. Um, if, if he took them, because he really didn't, I, at least in my opinion, it felt like he didn't take that many deep throws. A lot of the time, it was him hitting a medium type of route, you know, like 20 to 30 or something like that. Uh, maybe a little bit shorter, like 15 to 25. And then his uh, receivers or whatever, making the rest happen from there. You know, so uh, don't be fooled by a long of this or that. I mean, I just felt like I saw a lot of those medium throws turn into big plays because of his receivers, not because of him. Um, and then when he did go deep, I mean, I felt like I just don't know what it was, but his timing, it felt like was off. Like he would almost always throw it behind the receiver and the receiver would be wide open, but would have to literally stop catch it and then run and so that timing's off there but also i think just his arm power in general is just not the greatest when it comes to deep throws i do have personally just a lot of questions about whether he could get vertical with it and you know really push defenses down the field here uh with his deep throwing ability because i think his i think that ability is just not good right now if i'm being completely honest with you his arm power i rated at an eight which doesn't seem bad but personally i mean if he had that deep throw ability in his back pocket then i would have given him a nine because i think he could fit into a lot of tight windows when it comes to short and medium routes but when it comes to airing it out i mean like he barely leads his receivers on if at all and so that to me is just really concerning here because i mean if you're gonna be a pocket passer you gotta be able to make all the throws and I think when it comes to Colton Warner, I mean, it's not like he's a skinny quarterback or a weak quarterback. He's 6'2", 205. And so I think with him, uh, I would have to say that he just needs to continue to work on his mechanics, specifically when he's throwing it deep. Because I feel like there is a little bit of a difference when he's, I mean, you know, when he's throwing short 
compared to when he's throwing deep. When he's throwing deep, you know, his base, you know, his feet are a little bit wider than when he's just throwing normally. And so, you know, when you have too wide of a base or too narrow of a base, you don't quite get all the power that you want on it. And so that's why some balls may lose, you know, velocity and maybe thrown a little bit short because you're trying to overcompensate and you have a little bit of a wider base. And so I just focus on, you know, keeping that base at an appropriate spot, you know, at a consistent spot, most importantly. And then from there, I mean, just making sure your mechanics are clean all the way through and that you're engaging your abs uh, lower, from lower body to abs to arm, right? You know, you want to make sure that your motion is good there um, when it comes to throwing deep and consistent because I feel like it's it's just not like there's just a difference between when he's throwing deep to medium which is really interesting to me mechanically there's a difference i would say so there you go there um but he needs to really work on that i think that's probably my biggest concern uh in my opinion it just seems like he's struggling to push it 40 to 50 plus yards down the field so over that i think he's kind of straining a little bit to do that and so if i'm colton warner man i mean i'm just working on those mechanics and i'm continuing to get stronger and whatnot and then after that you can work on timing i mean i'm not as concerned about timing that's just taking reps uh and whatnot and maybe he's just not used to you know like throwing deep all the time which is fine i guess but that's something that he needs to develop if he's you know if he wants to be a starter uh, on the next level because i think he makes a lot of great throws other than that just being completely honest i think he does legitimately make a lot of great throws other than that uh so you know with that being said his final rating was a 71.3 uh you know i the other lowest rating i gave him was a six throw on the run ability part of that is because he doesn't really like you know run outside then throw on the run but even then i mean arm power kind of is in consideration there and whatnot and so uh that could definitely be improved just a little bit but that ties in a little bit more into scrambling ability other than that you know the reason he is at a 71.3 is mostly because of you know his ability to throw deep you know whether it's arm power wise accuracy timing i mean it just needs to be better uh just straight up you know you got to work on that uh, work on that timing on those deep throws and you know just get used to just letting it loose right and making sure your mechanics are consistent as well and so uh, i would say that's my biggest gripe with colton warner as far as his game goes not with him personally obviously uh but that goes without saying so there you go but let's go ahead and talk about his uh outlook here so he does have a couple offers at least that i see on his twitter uh recently actually i want to say yesterday he just got an offer from colorado mesa university so a uh, big congrats to him he has visited a couple of spots like nebraska wesleyan um he has received an offer from dakota state as well but as of now that looks like about it and i would probably say that colton warner is a d2 type of quarterback i think he needs to sit for a year and really focus on you know just just working on those deep throws man um i don't know why but it's just really well i know why it just really sticks with me because for somebody that's so accurate and could put it on the money so well on short and medium throws uh he just really struggles like just pushing the ball downfield and so if i were him 
you know, go ahead, take your red shirt, right, at whatever uh, college you choose, and then continue to develop, because I think he's somebody that can eventually develop into a starter, whether he chooses to go to a D2, or he goes to Juco route, which I think, you know, is never a bad thing, I think if he goes to Juco route, and, you know, really fulfills his potential, he might be an FCS D1 quarterback, but I would think more likely he's probably a D2 type of quarterback, you know, high-end D2, just because, you know, he kind of that lack of scrambling ability, and then, honestly, you know, you have that deep throw ability, which is in question at this point, and so, uh, so yeah, there you go, that is Colton Warner, ultimately, I think he's somebody that does have a lot of potential, though, I mean, as far as pocket passers go, I mean, he, he has two of the three categories down, you know, short and medium throws, now he just needs that deep throw, so, uh, so yeah, but uh, coming up next, we're going to talk about another quarterback here on the 5A level. Alright, so we're going to talk about Cherokee Trails 6'4", about 185-pound quarterback Logan Brook here. On the year, in his senior year, he threw for 3,228 passing yards, 36 touchdowns to only four interceptions. Uh, also, by the way, 4.45 GPA. That is very good. We love to see student athletes out here. Alright, so let's uh, let's talk about Logan Brook here. Look, I'm not even going to lie. He is somebody that me and Cody both evaluated and honestly had similar ratings. I would say, if anything, his improv skills is probably the best part of his game. I mean, he's somebody that could continue to extend plays and then, uh, you know, make the throws that he needs to make and whatnot. I mean, he's kind of a slippery quarterback, uh, definitely a little bit elusive. I wouldn't say, like, you know, he's a scrambling threat necessarily, but he's somebody that, you know, is pretty elusive and could, uh, you know, extend a play and make a play happen. You know, that's uh, something that you always like to see out of your quarterbacks. And then also on the year, I mean, you know, he's playing on the 5A level. You kind of like to see this touchdown to interception ratio, 36 touchdowns to four picks. Um, you know, that's not bad at all. And also throwing for over 3,000 passing yards. That is a very, very good for Logan Brook here. Now, all right, uh, let me go ahead and talk about some areas of improvement, because I'm just going to be honest, like, he must have had some very good receivers, because I think, you know, he uh, he struggled at times to just be consistent throughout the season making throws. I don't know why. I don't know why. This is something that really bothers me, but when watching his game, he rarely sets his feet and throws. And in my opinion, that hurts his arm power and arm accuracy a lot. I feel like when he does set his feet and throw, he has the ability to make very good throws. Probably almost all the throws that you'd ever want. But other than that, I mean, he's just he has happy feet out there. Like, he's always kind of throwing awkwardly off his back foot or on the run. or Like, he's just not setting his feet, right? And so, because of that, you know, it takes significant... Uh, a significant amount of power and accuracy off of some of his throws you know it's it's almost a miracle that some of his throws just 
get to where he wants them to get. And, you know, that's credit to him. I mean, that's accuracy to a degree, but, I mean, it's not as great ball placement as it could be. And so that's definitely a gripe I kind of have with this game there. I mean, you know, set and throw. You know, you don't have to be running around all the time. Like, make the right decision, right? And set and throw. You don't, it doesn't have to be a deep pass. It just has to be the right pass. Speaking of decision making, let me talk about that. Because I think that's probably the second thing that... You know, I kind of don't like, I mean, that's probably where a lot of this stuff comes in. I mean, decision making when it comes to like, you know, whether you're going to get the ball out early or whether you're going to run around and do whatever. I mean, those are decisions that he has to make. But honestly, in my opinion, I think his decision making just needs some work. I had to give him a three in my personal opinion. And by the way, that's a three out of ten. You know, I think honestly, he just has... And there's a lot of things that, you know, come out of this problem, personally, uh, in my opinion. But he has this habit of just trying to extend the play for as long as possible so that he could get a big play. You know, I'm talking 30 plus yards. And because of that, you know, he's running around, right? He's running around a lot, trying to extend the play, throwing off his back foot, not having great mechanics there. Um, you know, and uh, the other parts of that is that when it comes to timing on throws, he's almost always late because he's waiting for that pass to open up. And then when it doesn't, I mean, he finds whatever is the next best and he makes it happen if he doesn't already get there. And so I just think his timing in general, I mean, it just needs some work. I think um, I'm just watching him like, you know, play in real time in games and his timing is just off. Like, not early or anything, but it's just late. It feels like the clock has expired, and then he's trying to make, like, overtime happen with this plays, and they just don't work out, honestly. They just don't work out, and it puts receivers in dangerous positions to get hit, um, like, viciously, you know, and it's, it's just not a great deal. And so I think decision-making in general, he just needs to get better because, honestly, I like the frame. I like his improv skills. For the most part, he could get it downfield. He gets it into, you know, positions to keep the play alive. And then in general, I think when he does set and throw, he's probably a much better passer than he lets on. But, honestly, just decision-making, he needs to settle down. And, you know, just, look, be patient, right? Be patient with it. And not, like, be patient as in wait for, you know, your deep um, guy or whatever. Wait for your deep threat to get open, right? I mean, be patient as in, in the sense that, you know, hey, get the ball out in less than two seconds, three seconds after the snap in the first, in, on first and second down. You know, just get the ball out. Right, you don't have to go deep. Just get the ball out. Set up easy third down situations, uh, fourth down situations if it comes down to it as well. You know, set up easy third and fourth down situations. Throw it short. You know, throw the short route. Because uh, honestly, I I mean I think he could throw it. Um, but he just doesn't do it a lot when I do watch some of his films. So I'd just say, hey, throw the short route. When you need to take big shots, go for it. But really just focus on building that drive, right? You don't have to go for big plays and whatnot. Kind of felt like a lot of his touchdowns did come from big plays. And he did have some talented receivers. Jack Pierce, he was our number four rated receiver in Colorado. And I mean, he's probably one of the fastest guys in Colorado, period. And so when you have a guy like that that's such a security blanket, I mean, it does end up forming some bad habits for some quarterbacks. And so there you go there. Uh, look, Logan Brook, I mean, 
I don't have anything against him, but I just had to be honest. I rated him at a 46.5 uh, out of 100. I'm just going to go down the line and list his ratings and everything else. I gave him a 6 at arm power, 6 arm accuracy, 3 timing on throws, 3 on overall mechanics and fluidity. I, I think uh, when it comes to mechanics, I mean, his lower body needs to get... It needs to get figured out, right? His base needs to get figured out. It's either too wide or too narrow. Most of the time, it's too narrow because he's scrambling. So there you go. Um, you have decision-making. I put it at a three. Scrambling, four. Throw on the run, four. Uh, pocket awareness, six, though. You know, he's not completely bad at that. Uh, pocket movement at three. And then frame, I did give him an 8.5 uh, because he is 6'4", 185. Now, here's the thing with Logan Brook. I think he has a lot of potential, though. You know, I know I kind of felt like I was going in on him, but he does have a lot of potential. He did end up committing to CSU Pueblo, so that's a pretty solid opportunity for him. But it's going to be a competitive CSU Pueblo quarterback room. There are quarterbacks on that roster that do some of these things better. I know Leslie Richardson the third. He's somebody we broke down last year. He was the number two rated quarterback in all of Colorado. He's over there. And he's uh, presumably the starter uh, going into next year. And so for Logan Brook, I mean, look, man, uh, you got to compete, right? Uh, that's what it comes down to if you want to be able to keep your roster spot. And I think he can. I mean, I think, honestly, he just needs to clean some stuff up. And he, his decision-making is going to get better as he matures as a player and a quarterback. And so as it gets better, I see a lot of these ratings going up because, you know, he's playing the quarterback position uh, the right way and being patient with it and being a mature player and whatnot. And, you know, just understanding, you know, hey, the offense doesn't need a big play right now. They need you to make the right play, possibly for the entire game, you know? Like, be comfortable maybe not throwing a touchdown or scoring in a game, but your team is winning regardless. So, there you go there. But, uh, yeah, that's my uh, breakdown of Logan Brook. Coming up next, we're going to talk about another quarterback on the 5A level as well. Coming up next. Alright, welcome back to the PMC Podcast. Right here, we're going to talk about the 5'11", 195-pound quarterback from Chaparral High School. Uh, like I said, class of 2022 here in Kylan Wilson. Now, here's a guy that I feel like was just really underrated here. He just barely missed our top five list as well. But honestly, I think he's somebody who has a lot of potential here. Uh, on the season, he threw for 1,608 passing yards, 18 touchdowns, only six picks. Also rushed for 1,064 rushing yards and 14 rushing touchdowns. Now, here's the thing with Kyle Wilson. I think he's just a very good athlete, period. Um, his arm power, I gave an 8.8 .8 out of 10. You know, not like jump out the gym crazy arm power, but he has good enough arm power to play on the next level for sure. Maybe even after that as well. 8.8, uh, .8, that's about a 3-star high, 3-star to 4-star rating. His accuracy is also pretty solid. I would say his biggest strength when it does come to accuracy is probably on some of his deep balls. He does a really good job of just leading his receivers on, and uh, especially when it's 101, like he just does a very good job there, just throwing a very accurate deep ball. That's what you like to see there. Also, in the short and medium game, I mean, he's shown that he's plenty capable and that he can make it happen there 
as well if needed. Um, and then uh, a couple other things I really like about him is his scramble ability. I did give him an 8.3 out of 10 scramble ability. I mean, he's not the fastest dude. Runs like a 4.7, 40-yard dash. That's fine. But he is kind of, I mean, he's quick and fast enough, right? And then also at 5.10, 195, he has a, a stockier build to him he's tough to tackle is what i'm trying to say here you know so maybe he's not gonna go ahead and pull off like a crazy like 80 yard rushing touchdown but he's probably good for a 40 yard rushing touchdown on a good day you know he's somebody that could break a lot of tackles and you know just do work on the ground honestly i mean he didn't get those 1064 yards uh rushing yards not being good as a runner and so i mean there's definitely some truth behind that he is a legit dual threat in my opinion i think he's somebody who may not average as many uh rushing touchdowns and yards and yards per carry on the next level but he could do some damage he's someone who's mobile enough and honestly you love to see that and then last but not least his highest rating i did give him a 9 out of 10 when it came to throwing the run ability. He's very fundamentally sound when it comes to that. He'll get his hips flipped, he'll set his feet and then throw. Or, you know, it'll be a very natural throw on the run and he'll just flip it to his receiver and let them make a play, whether it's a short or medium or even on the uh, on some of those deep throws as well, throwing on the run. But in general, I think he's very good when throwing on the run. He's probably a quarterback that on the next level you kind of want to roll out a couple more times so that you can take advantage of his mobility and his throw on the run. Um, ability as well you know those two things can be the missing piece for uh, a lot of offenses that need a quarterback you know who could scramble a little bit while also being efficient and throwing on the run as well accurate while throwing on the run and i think that's legitimately kylan wilson here now let me go ahead and talk about some things that he could definitely improve on here my biggest thing with Kylan Wilson is his decision making. I gave him a 5 out of 10, straight up. Um, look, even on his highlight reel, there are times where he is just absolutely forcing it into coverage. And it's not like, you know, oh, his receiver had a step. It's more like it that, that route's covered and he's forcing it in there. And because he can make that throw, you know, some of the time it does get there right and it's not intercepted like it probably should be uh a lot of that time and so I, I would say when it comes to kylan wilson i mean look he's a great athlete he plays on both sides of the ball he plays safety as well i could see him playing safety or quarterback on the next level but if he is to play quarterback on the next level i mean he's gonna have to clean up the decision making i feel like you know a lot of the decisions he made on the high school level it's gonna work because he's a better athlete than a lot of high schoolers, right? But on the next level where you have athletes there as well that were very good athletes compared to other high school athletes, I mean, those are going to be turnovers straight up. I think, you know, there are just times where he just, I don't know, where he, he sees a flash and then he's just hell-bent on getting it in there. And, you know, sometimes that's just not the right play, right? If there's If it's not open, then it's not open. Find another way to make a play. And so with Kylan Wilson, I would say his decision-making is probably his biggest weakness. I think, um, you know, there are just times where he's just not playing the most efficient brand of football that I know he is capable of playing as well. And on top of that, I mean, look, there are four games he had 
in his senior season where his completion rating was below 50%, which is not good. And I get it if you're trying to come back and there's a whole ton of pass attempts or if you're just running the ball a lot so there's not as many pass attempts and you just miss a couple here and there. But, I mean, you got to get more efficient here, uh, Kylan Wilson, if you're hearing this. I think he's too talented to not play a more efficient brand of football because it's not like he can't throw. Like, with accuracy or uh, anything like that. Like, he could throw. Like, he has a good arm. He has pretty good accuracy. Um, but I think his decision-making kind of holds him back here. I really only gave him an 8 when it came to arm accuracy. Because, also, I feel like there are times where he tries to make plays that are a lot tougher than they need to be. And so, that affects, you know, uh, how accurate uh, his ball the ball comes out when he's throwing it. And that's kind of a big deal here. I'm being completely honest. If you had better, uh, honestly, just better decision making, I think he would have been a top five quarterback in the state of Colorado. I think he's a good athlete, you know, and he's shown that he can be a very good passer, or at least a good passer as well. But honestly, just some of these plays where he's just forcing it into double coverage or he's kind of like working against the grain and trying to throw off his back foot, make a tough throw here. Like you don't need to do all that, right? Like I said, and I'm going to preach this throughout this episode and continuously as I break down quarterback film, you know, your job as a quarterback is to put your offense in good positions to score. Right, Whether it's you scoring or somebody else, that doesn't mean that you have to score. It's just you putting your offense in good positions to score. Giving them opportunities to score. And you can't do that if you have way too many turnovers or if you're putting yourself and the offense in tough positions like third and long. Because you didn't make the right decisions on first and second. And so, you know... If I'm Kylan Wilson, I think I uh, w focus on being a little bit more disciplined there. You know, focus on learning the defenses that I'm going up against uh, if I'm him. You know, really working on those pre-snap reads and being like, all right, you know, this is the coverage. This is the play we're running. Here are the routes that I could throw to that would expose this coverage. You know, depending on, you know, the down as well. Because sometimes you don't need a big-time play. Sometimes the best thing you could do is just get it to your playmakers real quick and then let them make a play. And, you know, a five-yard throw turns into a 50-yard uh, type of gain, you know. And so I think he just needs to get comfortable, uh, you know, and adjust to that mindset. Right, adjust to that mindset, and that's a tough thing to do. It takes some maturing to do. It takes patience as well. But legitimately, I think Kylan Wilson could get there. Now, uh, my final rating for him was a seventy-seven point three. That uh, Jojo Roy is just up above him at a seventy-seven point four. So it was pretty close here. I'm just gonna go down the line and list off his ratings here uh, because I I felt like it graded him pretty fair. But I gave him an eight point eight when it came to arm power, an eight when it came to arm accuracy, a six when it came to timing on throws. I think he could be a little bit better uh, throwing in rhythm. Part of that is decision making. I mean, he's waiting too long or. He's trying to extend the play a, a little bit too much there. And so that timing could definitely use some work, despite him being an accurate, um, you know, thrower for the most part. Gave him an 8.5 when it came to mechanics. 5, like I said, decision-making. 8.3 scramble ability. 9 throw on the run. 8.3 pocket awareness. And then 7 pocket movement. He's not bad in the pocket. I think he does have a little bit of a habit of rolling out right or left at times. But, you know, he definitely steps up and delivers uh, when needed. So, I mean, you know, I can't be too mad at that. And so overall, 
Oh, oh, sorry. And then an 8.4 when it came to size and frame. I mean, he's a little bit shorter at 5'10", 5'11". But, I mean, he has a good weight at 195. I don't think he needs to get bigger. If he does, he might slow down a little bit there. More than he'd want to. So, there you go there. Now, Kylan Wilson, um, I'm going to go ahead and scroll, scroll through his offers. Uh, he was given an opportunity. Uh, I don't know if this was an opportunity or offer to play at Dakota State University. So there is. A, but other than that, I can't find uh, any other offers. So it looks like it's just Dakota State for now. Uh, hasn't committed as far as I know. But, you know, Kylan Wilson, I think he's somebody that's going to be a steal for a team here. I think right now if I had to give him a level uh, where he would be, you know, a good player and whatnot and succeed, I would say he's probably a FCS quarterback to D2 type of guy. Um, if he does go the FCS route, I mean, he's going to need to stay. I, I would say he'd need to learn the playbook, and that'd be my biggest concern there. I'd be concerned on, you know, how well he could pick up the playbook and make the right decisions uh, with that. And so, you know, with that being said, he might be a two-year starter at best on the FCS level. On the D2 level, I think he's somebody that, you know, could potentially do a little bit better, maybe be more of a three-year type of starter uh, for a lot of programs. I mean, look, he's a great athlete. He's somebody that, you know, could put it on the money. Uh, he could run around. He's, uh, you know, he's mobile and all that stuff. And so you can find a lot of ways to build an offense around Kylan Wilson that could be a high-powered offense. You know, because he just has a lot of very good abilities here. Uh, like I said, I mean, his biggest weakness, in my opinion, is just his decision-making and then his timing on throws. You know, timing, you could get that done through reps. Decision-making, go study. You know, be a true student of the game and make sure you apply that, you know, when you do play the game. Um, but... You know, we'll see. Uh, at the worst, if he goes Juco, I don't think that would be the worst thing for him. I think he could really light it up on the Juco level, potentially just depending on where he goes and whatnot. Uh, but for now, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. Obviously, the best of luck to Kyler Wilson. I think he's a very underrated quarterback, another guy who just barely missed our list here. Uh, so yeah, but coming up next, we're going to talk about our last quarterback, and we're going to go down to the 3A level to do that. Coming up next. Our last but not least, I'm gonna talk about the six foot, 170 pound quarterback from Johnstown, Colorado, over at Roosevelt High School. That is Brock Saya here on the season. He threw for 2,402 passing yards. 32 touchdowns, 3 interceptions, also rushed for 300 yards, and 4 rushing touchdowns. Now, when it comes to Brock here, it's important to keep in mind that he's a first-year starter. You know, the previous starter for Roosevelt, Brick Hartson. I mean, he was a very good quarterback as well. I did do his film breakdown. Uh, but this will be a little bit different because I think this is the only player... 
Uh, out of all the class of 2022 quarterbacks that we've broken down film for, that is a one-year starter. And that matters because it means, you know, um, this performance his senior year is probably really only his floor. You know, sky's the limit for Brock Sire here. But, you know, let me go ahead and talk about him. Some of the things I really like here. Some of the things I gave him a pretty high grade on. So, uh, his highest grade went to his overall mechanics and fluidity. I gave him an 8.5. Um, it's pretty good. You know, I mean, for a one-year start, maybe not getting the most reps uh, some would expect it to be rusty but his drop back looks pretty solid you look at his base I mean it looks uh, pretty good most of the time it's pretty consistent I would say that he's definitely engaging um, you know most of his body not just his arm and a lot of throws there and so that's why I gave him an 8.5 there I mean just watch his drop backs you know he does a very good job from uh, you know base to, to his uh, release just you know being consistent right there and uh, just doing it right and so that's what i'd like to see there um the next thing i gave him a pretty good rating on is his arm accuracy gave him an 8.4 uh just in general man i mean he was very very efficient throughout his senior year barely missed any passes i mean there were some times where you know he went cold and wouldn't miss a couple in a row but uh for the most part i mean he was just very efficient like he made all the passes that roosevelt asked him to make whether it's deep medium short and so i really liked that for the most part there and then last but not least uh, something that I feel like is kind of underrated when it comes to his game is his scramble ability. I think it's pretty good. Uh, I gave him an 8. I mean, he's not like Lamar Jackson or anything like that. Or Jojo Roy here, who, you know, runs like a 4-5 or 4-6 or whatever. But he's pretty fast and he's pretty elusive as well. He's very agile, which kind of adds to uh, his scramble ability there. He makes a lot of people miss, which is good because he plays quarterback. And so, you know, you don't ever want your quarterback running and then just taking a lick um, when they don't need to. And so he could definitely limit, make a lot of people miss when he does scramble here. Uh, only had 300 rushing yards and four rushing touchdowns, but I mean, he's somebody who could uh, be very mobile and elusive and you know, that's never a bad thing if you're playing quarterback and you got a, got a bunch of guys that are trying to tackle your quarterback. So, uh, so yeah, but uh, there you go there. Now, let me go ahead and talk about some things that I think you could probably improve on. Like I said, he is a first-year quarterback. So, honestly, I think there are just some things that... Uh, I mean, he's he just wasn't going to figure out as a one-year starter. Uh, just straight up. There just wasn't going to be enough time for him to figure it out. Uh, you know, because, you know, game reps are different from practice reps, honestly. But first, let me talk about some things that, you know, were kind of out of his control. Brock, he did play for a pretty stacked team in Roosevelt. We had a lot of playmakers on offense and defense. I mean, um, but most of these guys play both ways. But you have Tucker Peterson, arguably one of the best receivers in this class of 2023 going into next year. He'll probably be on our top five list, uh, which will be a first because I don't think we've had a 3A player make that list before yet um so we'll, we'll see about that also had keenan kaiser who was an honorable mention on this year's top five list so uh there you go very shifty receiver out there you had coop walton ryan Doucette, who both played running back you had a pretty stout offensive line and then your defense was pretty good and so in terms of things they asked brock to do i mean they didn't ask him to do anything too crazy most of the time he's just getting it to his playmakers and so you know some could say that there's definitely a little bit of uh 
concerned there. I mean, you could see it at times where, you know, he ha- well, when he had to make a big play, you know, he struggled at times and he took a little bit of time going. And so that's why I kind of gave his decision-making skills uh, a 6.8. I think there are times he relied a lot on his teammates, which isn't a bad thing. That's what you want to do when you have a quarterback who is, you know, um, starting for the first time in his high school career and whatnot, um, at least that we know of. But it could be better, right? It could be a little bit sharper here. 6.8 isn't horrible. I think uh, when he goes to college, he's going to be able to redshirt and kind of learn. And so that'll help him out as far as decision-making skills go rather than just really like leaning and, you know, making easy plays to uh, all your playmakers over there. Um, Another thing that kind of hurts Brock's game here is that his arm isn't exactly like naturally powerful i gave him a 7.5 out of 10 that's about above average i would say i mean he's not he doesn't have like a missile on his uh, arm or anything like that uh it's it's good enough it's good enough to play on the next level definitely good enough to play on this level right now uh but it's just not the strongest i mean i don't think he's uh exactly somebody who's gonna zip it into a lot of tight spots most likely i mean he's gonna have to have really good timing uh to you know to make certain in plays and whatnot that aren't completely open. Uh, a lot like Clayton Jacobs. Uh, if I was Brock, I would look at Clayton Jacobs and see how he you know, del- delivers throws with very good timing despite not having the strongest arm. Uh, and, and, you know, it looks like he's fitting it into tight spots, but really it's just good timing and uh, pacing with the receiver. And so I'd look at him there. But for now, you know, his timing could definitely use a little bit of work here. Uh, like I said, it's not the highest. It's actually, I think, maybe his lowest rating at a 5.9. I think a lot of the time he's just kind of putting it on the money instead of leading receiver on or uh, anything like that. There is sometimes it's late. Sometimes the balls are delivered a little bit early. Like I said, he has good receivers that go ahead and make the play. But, I mean, you want to be a little bit more consistent there as far as timing goes. So, uh, so there you go. Uh, ultimately not the worst. I mean, let me just go down the line and talk about all his ratings, say what they are. Um, overall... Gave him a 73.6 out of 100, uh, 7.5 arm power, 8.4 arm accuracy, uh, 5.9 timing on throws, 8.5 when it came to mechanics, 6.8 when it came to decision making, 8 scrambling ability, 7.4 throw on the run, 6.2 pocket awareness, 7 pocket movement. I, I would even bump that up just a little bit too. I mean, I think his pocket movement's pretty solid and whatnot. I mean, he climbs the pocket, he delivers, he does his thing there. Usually gets the ball out of his hands pretty quickly, so there's no need to climb the pocket for the most part, but... Yeah, you know, there you go. Then I gave his frame a 7.9. He's 6 foot, but he is 170. He could probably put on a couple more pounds here, and that would actually help out his arm power quite a bit, um, at least on this next level. So, uh, so yeah, but uh, let's go ahead and talk outlook here. Look, Brock, he is a one-year starter. For a one-year starter, 2,402 passing yards, 32 touchdowns uh, to, you know, only a couple picks. That is not a bad thing at all i mean he was pretty efficient for the most part and whatnot he played his role pretty well unfortunately they just did come uh, a little short 
But now that high school is over, uh, Brock, he did actually commit to Briarcliff University, I believe. Uh, they're a NAIA school in Iowa. And so, uh, first off, congrats to him. I think, honestly, they're kind of getting a steal here. I think Brock, uh, he's probably a D2, D3 type of talent right now. You know, there are some things you can handle and some that you can't. But I, I think this is a, an appropriate spot for him. Uh, he could even transfer if he really wanted to. I mean, he's had one year of, like, you know, start as, as being a starting quarterback. Uh, for a team like one full season and so I could see him developing a lot here and potentially becoming that D2 maybe even FCS type of quarterback but it would take some work I think I want to see more film on him uh, the thing that was probably holding him back the most honestly was just his film because we saw everything from this year uh, but this year he had so many great playmakers that were developed you know it would have helped him a lot uh, as I would say as far as recruiting went to see, okay, you know, uh, you can play with great playmakers. How do you do when you have guys that aren't as good as a Tucker Peterson, who's a jump ball monster, as a Keenan Kaiser, who will get a bunch of yak yards, right? And so that's probably the thing that kind of hurt his recruiting there. And so it'll be interesting to see how he continues to develop and, you know, uh, where his game takes him for the most part. Um, but, uh... Yeah, I think that will actually wrap up this episode of the Playmakers Corner. Thank you so much for rocking with us. Uh, if you want to, you know, be updated, stay up to date with... Uh all the content that we have coming out go ahead and show some love on social media follow us give us a like all that great stuff on facebook instagram twitter tiktok at playmakers corner and then as well go ahead and uh, you know follow us on twitch subscribe to our youtube channel and then if you're listening to us which i assume you are on a major streaming platform like spotify apple Podcasts, go ahead and give us a good rating and review we very much appreciate it um just as a heads up for this week's episodes starting this week on fridays we will be releasing our women's flag football recaps so that's when basically i recap the naia level of women's flag football that's the future of football and so we're having a lot of fun doing that uh this week we will do it on friday and so that'll be after i think the saint mary's game so that'll be good for us so be on the lookout for that and then also tomorrow or i well okay i should say i'm pretty sure it would actually be march 1st tuesday at least uh, at the time this is coming out which is february 28th but tomorrow on tuesday march 1st we are going to do a live stream on our twitch me and cody we're going to break down two very young quarterbacks who stood out at some of these seven on seven games and tryouts that we've been going to uh, these last couple months so we'll get to break down the film of blake paladino and cameron cooper so go ahead and tune in with us on tuesday that'll be at 6 p.m if you miss it don't worry it'll be on our twitch and the full thing will be uploaded to our youtube channel as well but other than that thank you for rocking with us and we will catch you later